is Dr. Erica Monhe Greer with a Scholarly Wonderlust blogcast. This blogcast is part of a series on the Chronicles of Narnia, a children's series of books written by C.S. Lewis. The title of this blogcast is The Magician, the Witch, and the Fall of Humankind. I have just completed reading, rather rereading, The Magician's Nephew, the penultimate book in C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia series. I have to admit, this is my favorite book. I always look forward to meeting the stubborn Diggory and the ambitious, wise, and cautious Polly. I anticipate the moment that the sniveling uncle succumbs to groveling at the feet of the great and evil Queen of Narnia, the White Witch. And I love, I love the cosmogony of Narnia, beautiful, rendered as Aslan calls a new world into existence and seeks to protect it from the great evil, or nevil, as the animals say, that has inhabited this perfect land from the start. Aslan's promise comes in the familiar form of a perfect garden with a tree of life at its heart. In the creation parable described in the novel, Aslan began creating Narnia in a void world space. Simultaneously, Diggory, Polly, the White Witch, and an unsuspecting crew of magnetic followers arrived in that land by jumping into the pool from the land between the worlds. Aslan speaks and moves throughout the land, and as he does, light appears, and then in slow succession, life and the world is born. I will not attempt to recreate it here because C.S. Lewis does such a fabulous job of it, and I highly recommend that you go right now and get the book and read it for yourself. The fascinating religious reflection in this story is the concept of unavoidable evil and a plan to protect creation until they are ready. Proper timing is a concern for Aslan, the god figure in the series. It was an accident, maybe an accident of fate, that Diggory and Polly brought the evil white witch from her own deceased world into this brand new and until its inception, a pure world. Aslan knew about the evil, and he took time to warn the elders of the new world. He also asked Diggory to make a sacrifice to assist in protecting the new land. There is a secret and exclusive garden, a tree with exceptional fruit, and a great need for restoration. All of this has me thinking about Genesis 1 and 2 in the Hebrew Bible, which I happen to have been reading several times this past year, giving special attention to the magical tree at the center of God's perfect creation. The tree which is the explanation for so much that goes wrong in humanity. I speak, of course, about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In Genesis, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is not the only tree of special properties. There is also the tree of life. But it is the one tree that humanity is warned about from consuming. Regardless of God's warning or test, maybe, the woman who God created, is curious and engages in a conversation with a crafty serpent. As a result, she determines that she should eat the fruit, regardless of God's warning. Her partner follows her lead. In The Magician's Nephew, there is a fruit tree in a forbidden garden also. Diggory is offered the same test of temptation that befell the first humans on earth, to be obedient to the lord of the land— Aslan, or to steal a piece of fruit in order to save his mother who is dying in his own world. However, unlike in the Genesis narrative, Diggory passes the test and is obedient to Aslan's request. As a reward, his mother is granted health after all by the power of Aslan. 
Diggory is very fortunate for Aslan's grace toward him, especially because he had already unwittingly brought the evil into being, into this new and otherwise perfect world. Aslan promised to protect the inhabitants of Narnia for many generations, but he warned that a time would come when further debt would have to be paid in order to negate the evil. You can read more about that in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. There are clear parallels in the Chronicles of Narnia to the message of Christianity from creation to the salvific sacrifice of Jesus the Christ, and most people focus on the sacrifice of Aslan in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as a parallel to the Christ in the Gospels. Very little attention is given to the description of creation and original evil in The Magician's Nephew. As an Old Testament scholar, I am taking a moment to urge you to read this very short novelization of a religious cosmogony. I can't guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure you won't have any regrets. Thanks for listening. This has been Dr. Erica Monhe-Greer with a Scholarly Wonderlust podcast. See you next time.